from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you doing, my friend? All right, Jordan. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I mean, still, you know, settling in here in the home studio as we've been recording from our homes uh, since uh, March now here on Tapped In. And, you know, the world is changing around us. uh, And, of course, we're still feeling the kind of deficit of not being out for our summer music festivals. Of course, all the street festivals that would be happening in our fair city of not happening. And, of course, we still can feel a palpable kind of gap with not being on the uh, Henry Meyer Festival grounds this summer. Uh, whether you were going to go to Pride Fest, Festa Italiana, or of course the big gig, um, it just feels weird to not be doing that. And uh, I thought with that, we would take a moment to remember uh, a woman who really is responsible for us enjoying uh, all the things we do on the Summerfest ground. The late, great Bo Black, Executive Director of Summerfest and Milwaukee World Festivals from 1983 to 2003, passed away last Friday at her home in Scottsdale, Arizona. To say her legacy is uh, is deep in our Milwaukee roots is an understatement. Um, just a powerful, dynamic woman who really left a huge impact on our city. And we want to celebrate her today on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Jordan, we were talking before we started recording. I wasn't in Milwaukee during the years that you were. I mean, you grew up in Milwaukee. And uh, the, the big thing I think people, the reason there was such an outpouring of uh, condolences uh, for the family and remembrances of Bo Black is because she was really like a huge celebrity, kind of like Milwaukee's um, big celebrity uh, in the 80s and 90s in regards, and that really benefited Summerfest in regards to Summerfest because she was constantly on the TV news and uh, doing interviews and making speeches and in commercials. All the broadcasts, all the TV news networks were broadcasting from the festival pretty much every day for all their broadcasts. And that was a huge reason why Summerfest became really identified with the Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee's you know, culture. And, and that's how Milwaukee really became the city of festivals, in part because of her leadership in making uh, Summerfest such a big deal and promoting it so well. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about from 83 to 03. I mean, that's a really pivotal time in the city's growth. And, uh, you know, 1999 was the year that the Guinness Book of World Records uh, gave us that proclamation of the world's largest music festival. And uh, for a city on the lake to have that happen in uh, in the Midwest, that's a huge deal. But you're right. Also, uh, having Bo Black is kind of, uh, for me, a kid, a kid growing up, in Milwaukee in the 80s. I mean, I can't remember not seeing her on television. You know, I can't remember a commercial for the Big Bang that didn't feature Bo Black getting excited on TV for me as a kid. So, uh, you know, I would see her face more than I would see Robin Young's face on TV some summers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was just a huge celebrity. And, you know, that really worked in terms of raising the public awareness around Starfest. But she really used her uh, her networking skills, her, her marketing skills, um, to really kind of communicate with uh, with corporations, there was so much uh, awareness around Summerfest, awareness around her that I think it really helped the corporate support for the festival, which is still really critical. I think what makes Summerfest so special is it was always kind of, and this was something that she really preached, talking to people for my remembrance stories uh, of her that I wrote with uh, some other colleagues. But she really kind of made uh, the, the big point about how Summerfest was the people's festival. It was a festival for everybody. And a big key part of that was to try to keep the price down. Considering how much talent that they bring out there, the price is still really, really incredible compared to most festivals. Yeah. Uh, and a big part of that was the sponsorship uh, revenue. I mean, the sponsorship revenue increased like 600% uh, within less than 10 years um, of her taking over, or a little bit over 10 years, I'm sorry, of her taking over. And with that huge influx of of sponsorship support, that was able to keep the price down, able to try to to live up to that mission of making a festival for everybody. 
And also in the 80s, too, she had the foresight of really trying to get a big crown jewel for the grounds with the Marcus Amphitheater. Absolutely. I mean, we're still calling it the Marcus Amphitheater all these years because of Bo's legacy. And of course, now it is the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. But at that time, to get the Marcus family and the Marcus Corporation involved in creating what, as you know, in your article, you know, Bob Babish and team were saying like they would not have survived if they were not able to innovate and create the amphitheater. Yeah, they had huge crowding issues. And with that amphitheater, they had kind of a designated space for massive stars. And they've gotten massive stars there in the Marcus Amphitheater, now the American Family Insurance Amphitheater, whether it was the Rolling Stones. Uh, you know, they were doing stadiums that year, but they did the Marcus Amphitheater. Or Paul McCartney or Prince, I think on two occasions, if I remember. Uh, Whitney Houston that first year. Billie Eilish last year. I mean, they've just gotten some incredible guests. And I think that's because of the reputation of Summerfest, but also because they had a good place to play uh, that was really kind of comfortable for the public and they, they could, you know, didn't have any sort of overcrowding issues. So I think, you know, the, her legacy is really incredible. I mean, besides all this, she also was a big champion for the various festivals uh, in town. Uh, really, a lot of those really grew uh, with her under her watch as the head of Milwaukee World's Festivals. Exactly, Piet. Uh, you, you know, look, you look at Milwaukee's Irish Fest, one of the largest Irish music festivals in the United States of America. Pride Fest, one of the longest running Pride Festivals in America. That's because of Bo uh, really helping to elevate and, and focus on those other festivals. Yeah, so I mean, she just really accomplished an incredible deal. I think that's why we saw so much support uh, and so many remembrances for her when she passed away. I think, too, people are really kind of appreciating more what she accomplished and what Summerfest stands for now that we don't have a Summerfest this year and we don't have any of those festivals this year. This is something that we could easily take for granted. I've taken it for granted here and there. And and here we are living in a world mm-hmm. without these kinds of events. Uh, I think it really just kind of speaks volumes about what she accomplished and what Summerfest stands for. And we should also make mention too that, you know, she accomplished this by being a woman in a male dominated world, you know, whether she was network, you know, trying to move and shake with corporations or with, with politicians or in the music industry. I mean, she was, you know, there aren't a lot of women that lead in the music industry in Milwaukee and beyond Milwaukee. And she did and was extremely tough. She could be very, very extroverted and very friendly and people really liked her. But if she needed to fight someone, <laughs> you know, be forewarned if you're going to try to go toe to toe with Bo Black. because She was extremely, extremely tough. And that's part of her legacy, too. Absolutely. Well, you can check out this remembrance piece online. Uh, Daniel Bice and Piet Levy teamed up together for this article. It's at jsonline.com right now. And uh, Piet, I thank you for bringing this to us today. And uh, again, I cannot imagine our city without the legacy of Bo Black. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our subscribers and our members. We can't do this without you. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. 